Oh yeah, we're back, and just, just when we thought we were getting over talking about Libertarian Party corruption, I'm just as sick of it as you are. I'm just as sick of it as the next person. I'm just as sick of it as probably my guest or guests today. I'm guessing they probably are sick of it as well. But we will stop talking about Libertarian Party corruption just as soon as the Libertarian st- uh, Party stops being corrupt. So we're, we're going to share another story today, and uh, we'll get into that just in a moment. Uh, we are stalling a bit because we do have one other person that might be joining us. Shut up with the music. We do have one other person that might be joining us, but um, they're not here yet. So we're, we're going to stall a little bit, give uh, people a little bit more time to get in here into the chats, drop into the chats, leave the likes, do all the stupid things millennials do. We'll get weird in just a moment. Until then, uh, let's kick this intro and let's get weird. Following is a Goulash Media production. GoulashMedia.net. Remember a simpler time when it was okay to be weird, have fun, and think for yourself? Well, those days are over. The art of conversation itself is dead. Sacrificed on the altar of divide and conquer and disguised as political correctness and spared feelings. I believe that unity can only come from truth and that the only way to find truth is by exploring and embracing our valuable differences and having civil, open-minded, and uncomfortable discourse. Conspiracies, politics, religion, and all the taboo topics are mainly just praise you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. We are here to literally change the world one uncomfortable conversation at a time. So if you're easily offended, put your big girl panties on and buckle up, buttercup, because you chose to be here. I'm Dan Smots, you are the power, and this is The System Is Down. Alright, house cleaning time. Time to get back into this shit. Uh, Before we get into it, um, thank you all for being here. Welcome to the show. This is The System Is Down. I am Dan Smots, your host of the system is down the show that this is and uh we've got a lot to talk about today i'm sure um busy week also i did want to mention uh, tonight i was supposed to be going on josh smith with uh break the cycle josh denny dave casey and all those guys this is the third time he's rescheduled and we're rescheduling again because josh denny is a little under the weather and i won't say what he has because i think that would be i don't know outing him for for his medical history or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. An act of aggression, probably. But uh, we are going to uh, get into the conversation, but I do have to remind you guys about a couple things. First and foremost being you guys in the Downers Club, and there are two people that are not added to this list yet. I need to get you on there. Sean-Luc Picard and, uh, well, actually, Brian Johnson just updated, upgraded from 5 to 15. So, Brian, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. And Sean-Luc Picard, we'll get you on there in a minute. And here's the rest of you. Go join the Downers Club. People like Gremlin666, uh, Lisa Debus, Victoria Berger, Cole, Dicky Walnuts, uh, Level Zero, Vanza Media, Brian Johnson, there he is, Jack Casey, Javari, Kyle Evans, Craig DaCosta, Joe Kabinski, My- Mitchell something, Tim Brown, Aaron Stute, Brian McWilliams, Trenton Campbell, Lucas Riley, uh, just left, Lu- Lucas left, actually, I don't know if I should call people out when they leave, but I just noticed it before I got on here, and, uh, I'm friends with him, so I can give him shit, Lucas. I know you'll never hear this because I, I think you stopped listening to the show, and that's why you left. But thank you for all your support, and screw you for leaving. Uh, if you want to get your name on that list, go on over to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and sign up for the Downers Club for as little as $5 a month so I don't have to have a bunch of ads in this stupid show because uh, YouTube demonetized me years ago. But you'll get over in the Downers Club, you'll get more weird, more raw, more offensive, more weekly content, bonus episodes of the show every single week, including our after parties, our game shows, our TV and movie reviews, and all that fun stuff. Go get it at patreon.com forward slash the system is down. And it was mentioned early in uh, in the ads, in the, the pre-roll stuff, but Jack Casey Books. Jack Casey's got a new book out called WVW, and you can get it at jackcaseybooks.com. Jack Casey is a guy who writes books, and one of them is a book that I read. It's called WVW. It's right here on my desk, and you can't see it because it's uh, it's too dark. Actually, you can't see it because that title card's there. You can't see it because it's too dark, but he's sending me a new uh, a lighter printed cover, and we'll get that up there soon, and maybe we'll we'll auction this one off or pass it off or something. But you should buy it. You should you should read it because uh, it's good enough for me to read, and that's saying something for my ADHD brain. But um, it's also it, it's nice and short, and uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it. It's cheap. It's easy. It's just like Jack. JackCaseyBooks.com. Go get it. WVW right now. 
Um, and let's see, what else do we got here? We've got uh, the shirts up in the shirt store. We've got a whole bunch of shirts, these and many, many more. But these are the newest. They are ones like the uh, Ryle Kitten House Defense Attack Cats shirt, established 2020. Uh, we've got the uh, Revolution Will Not Be Televised. It will be podcasted. Thank you, C.D. McRae, for that uh, idea for a shirt that you didn't mean to give me as an idea for a shirt, but I turned it into a shirt. Um, and I find your hysteria hysterical, and I'm tired of pretending it's not. Get all those and many, many more over at thesystemsdown.tv slash store today and trigger all the right people in all the right ways. But <clears throat> I think that's enough. I think that's enough of all that. Um, we have some shit going down in Massachusetts. We talked about this before. We had uh, Justin O'Donnell and Roth Birdian on back when that went down. And we've talked about the Delaware situation. We've talked about the New Hampshire situation. We're all the way back to Massachusetts because new things are uh, brewing. And when I say brewing, I mean they're like spilling over like uh, retarded lava and boiling water. I don't know. Whatever. But we've got a, a guest here today to discuss what happened and uh, his... His name is uh, this guy, um, um, uh, Brody Elwood. Brody, there it is. How are you doing, man? Doing well. How about you? I mean, all things considered, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, holding in there. Yeah. So let's uh, let's start from the top. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of being like, "Hey, where? How'd you find liberty? Give me, uh, give me all that stuff." But. Uh, on these types of conversations, I do think it is pertinent and important to get a little bit of backstory on like your involvement in the Libertarian Party, uh, how you got, uh, how you started, what you've gone through, and uh, where you are today. So, just give me a brief synopsis of who you are and what you've done. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I, I came. I was raised kind of a uh, you know, classic traditional conservative, but with uh, libertarian leanings. So when I got to college to kind of explore, you know, what I believed myself, I uh, I kind of um, hung out with the more uh kind of ben shapiro types mm -hmm. but i uh, i was only on that stage for like six months and then uh somebody introduced me to uh bastiat and then i found mises and rothbard and it, it was uh game over for there nice. I'm, I'm the classic uh you know how what's the difference between a minarchist and an anarchist uh just wait six months and yep. that, that was exactly <laughs> me it took me about six months to go from you know some type of uh, mycesian uh, uh, minarchism or ron paulian minarchism to full-on rothbardian Anarchism. So that, that happened about um, you know college time, which is you know, 2017, 20, 2018 time period for me. And uh, it was when I you know finally settled on the fact that I was a libertarian through and through. Um, I started looking out to like okay, who, uh, what, what parties or what um, groups kind of represent my philosophy. And I looked at the Libertarian Party and I was like. That is not what I think libertarians look like, <laughs> uh, especially yeah. here in, in Massachusetts, unfortunately. Um, so I did some, uh, you know, uh, kind of sat on it for a bit. Uh, and then I found uh, the Mises Caucus. And I was like, oh, those are what I think libertarians look like. I just, uh, I fit in culturally with them. And it kind of felt like I, I found a political home with them. And uh, this is around. Did you hear the, the rumors before you found them? Uh, I, I didn't, I, I did really? not, unfortunately. That, so I, I was the opposite. Like I heard all the rumors. I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is. Their logo is kind of boring. So they're probably just, you know, boring politics. And, uh, I, I heard a bunch of the rumors during all the campaigns and stuff of 20, whatever it was, 2020 leading up to 20 something. And, um, yeah, I, I believed them and I, I went along with the rumors for, I, not so much that I believed that they were these evil monsters or whatever that they're made out to be, but I was just like, you know, if if these people who are, are friends with me at the time are saying these things, I tend to believe them. And I don't know, like, I don't have time to dig into every single person's backstory. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, about a year later, I started looking into it. And I was like, oh, you were all full of shit the whole time. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, but. no, no. That's uh, <laughs> I actually, I had seen the Mises messaging before. I'd even heard rumors. And uh, it's really just seeing that, like, oh, hey, there are people that think like me in the Libertarian Party that uh, got me to join formally. And so this is like late 2019 period. And it's really the, the whole COVID mania uh, starting up that uh, really kicked me in the butt to get involved more directly. Uh, just being like, you know, I couldn't, couldn't convince myself I lived in the free country anymore. So I uh, decided to get more involved. This is about 2020, the 2020 election. Um, and uh, kind of rest is history from there. I've gotten mm. slowly more and more and more involved and ingrained in both uh, the party politics and uh, in, in, in caucus involvement mm. over the past couple of years. Yeah. Well, what are some of the values, some of the things in the Mises caucus that uh, 
lured you in? Was, was it the Nazism, the racism? Which one of the? Oh yeah. The white supremacy? Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, is my is my hood back there? Sorry. <laughs> um, so I, so I no, it, it, yeah. it was really the platform. Uh, if you go to uh, the LP Mises uh, Caucus page, there's a, a platform page. Uh, LPMisesCaucus.com/platform, I believe. Um, it was really this platform that convinced me. I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I think from studying uh, various libertarian thinkers like uh, Rothbard, Mises, Bastiat, so on and so forth. Um, uh, particularly uh, the you know strong planks that are on property rights, economics, and decentralization. Yeah. Uh, I really think that uh, bringing back something like secession into the public discourse is absolutely key to kind of getting out from under the regime that we live under currently. And it's really uh, the Mises Caucus that really puts that at the forefront, um, something I can attach myself to. Yeah, absolutely. So take take us forward a bit. You uh you say the rest is history. You got involved in the party. You got involved in uh, the caucus and all that stuff. What, hey, are, like what has been your involvement in both of those things uh, since then? Yeah. So on the party level, um, you know, uh, unfortunately the uh, Libertarian Party here is fairly insular, uh, and it, it's actually kind of hard to get involved. Uh, just not a lot of people doing things. So I, I kind of had to figure Shocking. out what the heck I was doing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, like I, I was never, I was never welcomed into the party or invited. The entire time I've been a, a, a dues-paying member, uh, they have not had in-person meetings. I think they've had like maybe one virtual meeting, which was actually led by Pat Ford, who lives in in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not a lot of interaction. So I basically hit the ground running with uh, some of the other state organizers here, and we've been ha- running our own uh, kind of just local chapter meetings, Mises Caucus meetings, and and. And through that and other, you know, networking, we've uh, built up some local affiliates here to do a lot of involvement, uh, which kind of fits in with my idea of how the Libertarian Party should work is, you know, really should be, you know, this grassroots organization. We're not the old stupid parties that, you know, kind of uh, are, are basically uh, these gro- grotesque corporations, but we're this like, you know, decentralized grassroots movement and we should act like it. Um, and so I, I really started focusing on having in-person uh, local meetups uh, just to like, you know, break bread with other libertarians, discuss things and figure out ways to get involved. Nice. Very cool. So what brings us to now? Like you, uh, what, what was your position in the, the party there? Uh, I had no formal position in the party. Okay. Uh, I, I was just a dues-paying member, active. Um, I sorry, in the state party, I should say. I am mm-hmm. the chair of the Libertarian Party of Middlesex. Uh, that's, uh, but that's uh, of course a position in a local affiliate, and kind of fits in with our my idea of how uh, the party should go forward. Is is very localized parties, right? So what? So for those that don't know, let's break down what happened. Just what was it Monday? This uh, the secret meeting and all that jazz that they're doing that was monday right <laughs> yeah yeah so this all started so I'll, I'll go back a step uh kind of answering your previous question of mm-hmm. uh where this all began so uh you know in march uh, a bunch of us showed up that you know are part of the Mises caucus and and, and several allies uh we showed up to the convention as you know regular dues paying members to get involved um we we really didn't have the numbers to really exert much influence which is fine mm-hmm. uh so you know we we voted along with uh, people we thought who would be uh, you know honest libertarians and maybe not represent us 100 percent, but you know we were there to get ready and, and, and to get active um but sometime in the summer uh we uh you know one of our uh mises organizers decided to get uh decided that uh, he would like to you know, start up a Twitter and maybe recruit uh, on Twitter, and that got us in some hot water from some controversial things we said. Things we said on our Twitter, uh, usual stuff. You know, calling us all, you know, we're all bigots and racists, whatever, for being slightly daring to be slightly controversial, um, much akin to uh, New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire tweets. And right. uh, this led to one of our members, actually, uh, both a state party member and somebody who caucuses with us, uh, getting kicked out. Who, whom you've had on before, uh, Masha. Yep. Uh, and this really accelerated the uh, estab- the party establishment's uh, worry that uh, we were here and that you know the the bigoted horde was going to take over the precious Libertarian Association of Massachusetts. Right. Uh, and uh, you know uh, during this entire time, you know I've been going to state committee meetings since uh, May or June. Uh, they always like to uh, you know uh, talk about how how the Mises horde and the you know the 
runaway Republicans are going to take over the party and, and ruin the precious Libertarian Association of Massachusetts. But in around October, November, they decided to try and actually do something to prevent a takeover. And this was a... Um, how do I put this? Uh, a code of, I like to call it the code of compliance. Um, it, it was first named a code of conduct. Um, I think what's actually in the bylaws now is called the standards of behavior. What this essentially is. The standards is of behavior. That just sounds so gross for a libertarian party <laughs> to have a standards of behavior. But uh, proceed. It, it, just yeah, all, it, all of the, the I, I don't know. I mean, I understand like conduct and stuff like that. Like we have to have some sort of boundaries or something, but standards of behavior, I mean, you know what that means. That means don't uh, don't be Karen Ann Harlos and drop F-bombs in a meeting or something. Like, uh, what were these standards of behavior? Uh, was it mean tweets and uh, F-bombs or something? something yeah, I have salacious. the actual document up here. The, so the first document that was proposed was actually the most atrocious. Um, it, it was, uh, it would make the ACLU blush or the New York Times uh, standards uh, make, make them blush. Uh, really? It was uh, filled with all sorts of things. Like you you, you were required, essentially, uh, to maintain your membership to support any libertarian candidate in the state of Massachusetts. So that would mean even if you, like, if, like, a straight-up commie was running as a libertarian, you'd have to support them just because they, they bear the Libertarian Party name. Uh, uh, fortunately, that, that provision was extremely controversial and was stripped out. Well, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, that seems a little bit odd to me, too, when you're, like, pissed off that a bunch of people are calling themselves libertarians that you see as these alt-right evil people, but you're saying anybody who's running as a libertarian has to be supported by everybody? Does, doesn't, I don't know. Isn't that kind of conflict with uh, the previous statement? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's, um, it, it was uh, obviously very controversial on that. They, they couldn't get that through, but what they did get through was essentially this Stalin-esque purge document that allows, uh, the leadership to pretty much do what they want. It, it's so vague and yet so specific that they can, uh, wield it against anybody who isn't politically favorable to them. That's exactly what they, uh, what they did on Monday. So right. this, uh, code of conduct we, we saw as, uh, an issue for not only us as you know Mises Caucus members, but for members uh, generally. I, I don't think it's proper for a state committee to have the power to expel members. I think it's solely the membership that should have that um, power, and uh, that's reflected in uh, my my local affiliates bylaws, which we uh, you know drafted together as a, as an affiliate. Uh, our standard of uh, behavior is the non-aggression principle, right? So going back yeah. to the return principles, and it takes a unanimous recommendation from the from our local executive committee, and uh, the entire body has to vote on expelling a member, for instance. So um, yeah, very very conservative on that. Uh, but uh, the state committee uh, loves to use its power to, to kick out members, claiming that they are protecting the, the party. And right. so to getting to the, to the point now, um, we felt, along with uh, a good number of, of members uh, at large in the, in the party, that this was um, this basically constituted the, the string of behavior that the state committee has been demonstrating, uh, constituted that they were not representative of the members and were basically uh, derelict in their duties as stewards of the party, uh, as I like to put it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we, we felt um, it was necessary to exercise our rights under our founding documents of the Libertarian Association of Massachusetts to call, uh, or rather to petition for a call for a special convention. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in this convention, we would select uh, a new committee. Uh, now, uh, I, I, a lot of people have been saying that, uh, a lot of people on, on, on a certain side have been saying, well, what, what, was, the, uh, what was the justification for uh, kicking out the current state committee? It wasn't, it's not really that. Uh, our, our petition only called for an open, a free and open election. So the current state committee members are, uh, are completely able to be nominated on the floor and be reelected if they uh, have the the support and the con uh, constituency to do that. Okay, so let let's simplify this a little bit because not everybody is um, as autistic as we are, um, and I I need some I'm, I need some dumbing down sometimes, especially with these uh, Robert's rules of nerdgasms that uh, we get into in the Libertarian Party. But um, so Rothbard was kicked out. Like just to s summarize, Rothbard was kicked out, and then um, uh, you guys were pissed off about that, rightfully so, and. You're you're like, hey, we we need to discuss this. They they weren't discussing it, and uh, so you were signed, going around 
Um, did I hear right that you were actually driving around and making sure you did everything as legit as possible? Like you weren't taking electronic signatures or anything like that. You were going to people. Yeah, we we talked about this very carefully. Like, uh, you know, this isn't just something we made last minute. Like, I, I as I said, I've been watching the state committee since uh, like uh, May or June uh, just to help get involved. But uh, you know, it very clearly became uh, very contentious early on. Uh, mm -hmm. But still tried to get involved. And and uh, my condition after the Masha thing was if it, if uh, an action by the state committee would uh, materially affect how we would do in the April convention, the schedule regular convention. Uh, and uh, so we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, we have a, a great um, parliamentarian here who helped us draft the petition, um, and we very carefully thought about it. And so, no, we didn't accept electronic signatures because we wanted to make sure um, that we were doing everything by the book because uh, our constitution just says signed. Um, so we you know, just went with physical signatures. And, yes, we did drive around Massachusetts, several of us did, uh, collecting signatures from people who uh, felt, um, felt that the petition was uh, worthwhile to have. Okay. And in the simplest terms possible, your goal as uh your goal with this petition was was to overthrow the entire the entirety of the party and kick everybody out, right? Oh, exactly. We we, <laughs> we, we want to purge literally everybody. Yeah. No, no. It was uh it was to select uh leadership uh in whom we could have confidence. Uh, as as I've said, I've watched the state committee a while, and it's really just been a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, and 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 another point of information is that um, one of the state committee members has actually moved out of state. He lives in New Hampshire now, uh, mm -hmm. and by our own constitution, any reasonable reading would say that he should not have a vote on that committee. He uh, could possibly be a member, but he definitely should not have a vote. Uh, and another state committee member. Uh, resigned shortly after the Masha expulsion. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, you know, the state committee is kind of being, uh, was kind of running on fumes anyways. Uh, it wasn't really representative of what happened in March. And, you know, all that put together just is just to say that we would, uh, we felt it was necessary as soon as possible to um, select a state committee that was more representative of the membership. And how would that work exactly? Like you guys hold a convention and you all say, hey, we disagree with, we're going, like it, I can understand. I'm trying to see it from their perspective. I can understand how that could be seen as like, I don't know, in coup insurrection. Basically, what they did, but in reverse, because I mean, they're seeing it as you're taking away our power, or you guys are, you know, collecting signatures to take away our power. Um, was there? You say it was all by the books. Is there anything that they would have perceived as not being by the books in that, or is that like I don't I don't know? Is this normal standard practice when something like this arises to say, hey, we're gonna hold a vote that we made up to uh, kick you guys, <laughs> to remove you guys from office or whatever? Uh, I mean, I, I will say this is unprecedented, at least as far as I know of the uh, Libertarian Party of Massachusetts history, uh, but it's perfectly valid within our Constitution. Like, our Constitution states that 10, if 10% 10 of the membership signs on to a petition calling for a special convention, then the state committee must organize a convention within 30 to 60 days. Now, uh, to give... Um, uh, uh, to be to play devil's advocate here for a second, uh, the other side is arguing that part of our... Um, uh, agenda items on our petition were invalid or uh, what's called out of order. Uh, their argument for this is that we must have uh, that that a state committee can only be elected at a regular convention. Um, I have good parliamentarians that are saying that uh, that's actually not true, um, but that's something that they're arguing. And as to your your point that uh, is, are we were we really just doing what they did in reverse? Uh, I I think that's uh, uh, that's probably uh, that's a, a false analogy in the sense that we. We were calling a special election per our constitution. Uh, the it was going to be or supposed to be widely advertised to all the membership, and it was an open an open election. They, the same board could have the exact same board could have been elected again, mm -hmm. and I think all of us would have accepted the results of of said election. You know, an honorable loss is uh, uh, still an honorable loss. So it's basically just a like a recount type of deal. Like, hey, we're going to vote again, or we're going to. I guess it's not really again because it's been a while. But um, okay, I, I I think I understand. Um, now, so <laughs> they just take us through to the next step. Um, what was their response initially? Uh, did did they have any response to you guys going around signing petitions? Was there any back and forth conversations there, or was it? Was it just like we're doing this and we're not? They found out or whatever. Uh, 
<clears throat> no, no, this wasn't done in, in, in the dark at all. Um, so what happened is uh, on, in the December uh, state committee meeting, so you know all the state committee members get together once a month. Mm -hmm. uh, it's open to the membership. This is uh, also another point of contention I'll probably discuss later. Um, they In that meeting is when they voted on uh, two bylaws changes that uh, we found were improper and warranted, uh, you know, kind of was this, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back to warrant a special convention petition. And we, we told them so in this meeting. Uh, and uh, from that point, we started collecting signatures uh, from uh, pretty much everybody that would, would uh, want to join in. Uh, and we did this in a matter of like five days, so pretty short. Um, and then we submitted it to them uh, within that last, uh, the weekend after that that meeting. Uh, it was me emailed out to uh, the chair and the secretary. Uh, I received I received a receipt of their uh, of that petition, and then Ashley Shade made a statement. Uh, the chair uh, of the uh, of Lama made a statement. Uh, I think two days after I had submitted it, it was it was a couple days after, uh, mm -hmm. essentially stating that they'd make their decision after. Uh, the holidays, which ended up being true, was just significantly after the holidays. Right. Um, so yeah, no, they were they were well informed. Uh, we we um, submitted it to their emails to the Slack channel, which is used internally uh, to communicate amongst members. Okay. All right. So, um, I did have a question, and it's gone now. Um, <laughs> must have been a, must have been not been important. I mean, is any of this really important? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> No, I, I think what happened is a uh, absolute bullshit. But um, like I said on uh, when I had Masha on and uh, Justin on, um, I like I, I've had nothing but good interactions with Ashley, so it's really uh, unfortunate to see this type of shit go down. Uh, she was the uh, party uh, or the the chair of the the whole party at, at the in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, yeah, and she actually resigned on uh, Monday. Um... I, I think this is due to a requirement that uh, uh, since she has been elected to the, uh, a city council, she cannot serve on a board of, uh, of a party, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily related to uh, current current situation. Um, but yeah, it really is timing, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a little convenient. <laughs> it, it, and to your point, it really is unfortunate that we kind of have to be in this situation because, you know, I, I joined this party to combat the state, right? And here I am wasting a whole bunch of time trying to organize a special convention to basically retain my rights to have a, a say in how the party, in the party messaging and what the party does and what, what happens in the party. Because um, yeah. I do have some very strong opinions on how we should go about uh, using the Libertarian Party brand and uh, party apparatus to uh, combat the state more effectively. Um, yeah. But I have to waste my time uh, <laughs> fighting with people who very, very, very strongly disagree with me and are going, willing to go to extreme lengths to prevent me from having a say in, yeah. in the matter. And I, I'll, I'll give a call out to Ashley as well, uh, just like I did with Will McVeigh when I, we got into the Delaware stuff. Um, I am open to anybody coming on and sharing their side of the story, and um, you, are, you are welcome to do so. Um, just let me know. Just hit me up. We'll make it happen. But um, so... Oh, hey, Janelle's here. Uh, one second. So, now, now my train of thought's gone. I remembered the question <laughs> I was going to ask you, and then Janelle called in, and now the whole thing just, just it's it's gone. Oh, great, Janelle's uh, here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, let me see. Oh, that's, that's not it. Wait. <laughs> we'll figure this out. There we go. Hi, Janelle. Can you hear me? Hello. I can hear you. All right, good. Let me rearrange some stuff here, but... Uh, Brody, the question I was going to ask you is, um, just to clarify, like, what was the, um, like, what, what did the petition specify as like your reasoning behind, uh, feeling the need to take the, this course of action? Like, what were the things that they did? Was it just that they were inactive or was there more to it than that? Oh yeah. So the petition itself is just the document that basically is requested that we were going to have a or request to the state committee that we have a special convention. It's not a political document whatsoever. Uh, it's more or less a parliamentary document or legal document. Uh, it doesn't have any much reasoning in it, uh, but I can give you the reasoning from my point of view. Uh, it, we uh, put out a statement as the Mises Caucus of Massachusetts, um, basically outlining what. Um, uh, what reasoning we had behind this? Um, I can give a summary of that if you if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. 
Okay, so let me let me just pull that up real quick and remember my my bullet points from this here. Sure. Uh, statement. Janelle, while he's bringing that up, um, do you want to give a little brief introduction of yourself and what uh, what you're? We haven't gotten to the good part yet. We're leaving him on a cliffhanger as to what exactly happened. But uh, uh, if you want to give like a little bit of brief history of you and your involvement in like the caucus and the party and that type of thing. Okay, so um, I'm actually not a part of any caucus. Um, I was recruited into the party in 2020 by Michael Burns and Ashley Shade um, with the intention of setting up an affiliate in Worcester County of Massachusetts. Um, I also was able to set up a spike, the spike event um, through their suggestion um, in Worcester. So, yeah, I mean, and then I ran for state committee, um, kind of very last minute, um, but I did run for state committee, and I was the communications director, now expelled, right. um, due to my signing of this petition. Let, let's just <laughs> let's just say you're you're still the communications director. Let, let's just say that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, we don't acknowledge um, bullshit so, um, around here. We we only call it out. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I, my, my involvement has just been to um, grow the party in the state. Uh, we have very small um, state party. So, um, and I was reasonably successful to get at least a dozen people um, initially to join the Worcester County affiliate. Um, we have about six or seven that participate regularly in our meetings and um, that's only starting to go up now with all this controversy. Gotcha. Of course, it always stabs him in the back. It seems like. Um, so keep keep it go keep it coming, guys. Just keep keep the corruption flowing, and we'll see how that turns out for you in Reno. But um, Brody, uh, back to you. Did you have that uh, pulled up? I do. Yeah. It's uh, we have it uh, stored at info.lpmcma.com/statement. If anybody wants to read that. Uh, so yeah, my our, our reasoning is actually. Uh, recently decently long it's about eight eight points and that's that's just a summary but essentially um uh the state committee or at least certain members of the state committee have called uh you know newcomers mm -hmm. you know many many of the newcomers are mises caucus people as uh republican insurgents uh that uh the chair um has shut off uh basically or has shut off communication channels in the state committee meetings. So what happened is Ashley Shade were previously when you went to the state committee meetings, you were free to you know talk in the chat and you know raise your hand and politely uh, you know interject. Well, once Ashley Shade got wind that um, you know we were getting more involved, uh, she shut off the chat, claiming that it was out of order. Which you know you can't even if you can't even bring up your point, then it can't be out of order. Right. Uh, and essentially. Uh, wouldn't let members speak, and if they did, uh, she would literally mute you mid-sentence. Like, oh. if she didn't like what you were talking about, she'd mute you mid-sentence. So that's cool. uh, something really didn't like. Um, something that is uh, uh, that was really hard to get through was uh, these local affiliates that I've mentioned, the strategy of forming local affiliates so that we can do local action. Um, uh, that is usually organized through the political director, and... Um, you know, not to throw him too much under the bus, but he really wasn't responsive, uh, unfortunately. It took him a couple months to get back to me for the middle sex. Uh, luckily, we did end up having like an hour meeting on it and, and did get some stuff done. But the, there's the Pioneer Valley affiliate, which is uh, some of the western three counties in Massachusetts that's attempting to form a local affiliate. Hasn't gotten back to them. Uh, so basically just uh, you know, uh, steamrolling our efforts to form local affiliates because they didn't like who was being involved. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the ramming through of the standards of behavior itself. Something I haven't mentioned with the code of conduct or the code of compliance, whatever you want to call it, is that in the state committee meeting, you know, a good number of us members, that, you know, on the order of like 20 of us, um, were in this meeting and every single one of the members at large that, that commented was against this standard of behavior and thought it should be pushed back to a convention at the very least. Yeah. Of course, they ignored us on that point. Um, uh, and then overall, uh, basically lack of knowledge, either deliberate or unconscious, of uh, the law, of our founding documents, of our bylaws and constitution. Um, 
and an overall censorship of uh, members of the committee itself. So Janelle knows this all too well, personally, and Charlie Larkin as well, who's on the committee, who is an upstanding libertarian. Uh, they censored or otherwise hindered uh, those two committee members from doing their, their duties as duly elected members of the state committee. Um, and then uh, I think one of the big contentions that really came to head in November was uh, they elected or rather appointed Tara DeSisto as a state committee member. Now, Terry DeSisto is also a national staffer. Uh, I see this as a huge conflict of interest, um, and uh, she really came out of nowhere. So they claim that you know all of us newcomers came out of nowhere and that we're these insurgents, but you know Terry DeSisto has never been involved in the state party as far as I'm aware, and I've never seen her around she as fed. long as I've been involved in the state party. Is that where this going? Uh, fed, right? <laughs> uh, I'll just say that your screen glows in the meetings that she's in. Um, <laughs> And uh, they, uh, this same uh, same state committee member tried to disenfranchise members after we s submitted the petition by saying that they weren't dues-paying members because they paid monthly, which is entirely false uh, and is, uh, I mean, borderline fraud. Mm -hmm. All right. So that, that's a bit. That's a bit of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... And Janelle, feel free to jump in at any time or whatever. I think there might be a delay. If you need to... Uh, if you need to disconnect and reconnect, that's that's fine too. If there's a delay, but um, yeah, chime in whenever you need. Um, but let's let's move forward into. Oh, first off, I wanted to ask you, Janelle. Um, you said you're not a Mises Caucus member, uh, but you were on this list, so um, you you got removed, yes. right? Or t removed, we'll say. Yes. Okay. Yeah. T so, what what as a non Mises Caucus member, I do think it's important to get your take on. Like why you thought this, why you personally thought this uh, petition was worth passing around? Well, you know, um, just if the the behavior of the state committee in general um, was just becoming very concerning to me. There was lots of talk of we need to keep MICES people out. Um, I mean. I try to come from a very neutral point, um, but it was very much like, you know, even before our last convention, um, and even when I was setting up my affiliate in Worcester, it was like uh, they wanted me to gatekeep hmm. any type of right-leaning libertarians, people that liked Ron Paul, which, <laughs> hi. Right. I like Ron Paul. Um, yes, let's kick out all the Ron Paul libertarians. The, the you know the guy, the guy who brought in most of us. Let's kick those guys out. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, they wanted me to gatekeep ahead of time. There was concern about um, you know, one of my members who was like, I, I don't know what the specific thing was. He was saying, you know, what brought him into libertarianism, and you know, I get a text message saying, uh, hey you know, be careful with him because that person is right-leaning and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, why is this such a paranoia? Right. You know, um, and yeah, it's it, it has been made very clear that they don't want to work with the Mises Caucus at all. Um, She's and so not. From she, my perspective. Janelle is so not Mises Caucus. She doesn't even know how to pronounce Mises Caucus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, then, you know, there's instances where if you tend to agree with anything that the Mises Caucus says, it's you are automatically Mises. Right. You know, you're you're automatically there. Um, that's, you know, they're coll it's collective thinking um, and collective collectivism. And, you know, and I even made this point um, during the closed executive session where everyone was expelled was that, you know, you're going to expel these people as a group because they signed a petition right. um, instead of just dismissing the petition, which they had their reasons for. Um, but they wanted to expel everyone as a group and then say, you know, you can reapply to us and, and ask us for your membership back. Mm -hmm. And then by a two thirds vote, we'll, we'll allow each individual that way. And I was like, well, wouldn't you want to go down the list and individually see each person's error and give them due process, mm -hmm. such as your code of conduct that you just passed is supposed to allow. And they said, no, that does not apply here. So, so to, to clarify, so, um, they kicked everybody on that list. They just they held a secret meeting and they said, "We're 
removing every single one of them, and they can come groveling back to beg to get into yeah. the party if they want to. Right, and I didn't even receive an agenda prior to the meeting. Um, I asked for it, and I was being told it was being worked on. Um, I joined the meeting a little bit late because I was still waiting on the agenda. Um, when I got into the meeting, they were already in progress. Um, and, you know, I saw that part of the agenda, the very end with the screen share and, you know, so it was very even much a surprise to me as a committee member that, that this was what was going to go down. Um, what, so they didn't make like a big deal out of this. They're just like, oh, yeah, we're holding a meeting and, uh, you know, the normies aren't going to be able to watch right. or anything. Um, and you know, it's just a meeting. Right. And then you see on there, and also you're going to get kicked out. So, you know, show up if you want. It's Pretty much. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, what were the, what was the conversation? And this is for either of you. Were you both involved in that meeting? Were you both present at the time? Uh, I was not. No. Uh, okay. No. No. Okay. Um, so. Only the What's that? It was only the state committee that was at that meeting. Gotcha. Um, so, so what has been the uh, the chatter since then? It was forty seven people. Um, how many people were on the party? Like, what percentage of the membership did they decide to remove on a whim? So I think it was approximately twenty five percent. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, somebody did the numbers. It's uh, there were two hundred four members as of the December report. So whatever forty seven over two hundred four is. What a great way to, you know, incentivize people to join your party. Hey, you might get kicked out if you, you feel the wrong way. And I do think it's funny that um, they spend a lot of time screaming about how Mises people are like uh, are like conspiracy theorists and right-wing crazy people. And they're, uh, they're going to form a coup and take it. Meanwhile, they're like paranoid that uh, Mises people are, are all racists and everything. Like they're the conspiracy theorists. And, they, and because of that, they're carrying out coups to stop coups and uh, coups in their head. That's what they're, they're fighting against. Um, and uh, so just like next level hypocrisy to make sure they maintain their their place of power do you guys think that this is actually them being concerned that you that you know Mises people are taking over or is it them just being concerned about losing their job or losing their position of power uh i very much think it's uh it's about them losing their political positions uh in, in my opinion um I don't think uh, I, I. The thing is, is that uh, as I mentioned, some big point of contention for me is the fact that you know I've never met these people in person because mm -hmm. they haven't had an in-person meetup. I've not had you know gone down to the you local bar and had a had a beer with these guys and chatted with these these people and chatted with them. You know uh, that really calm that really simmers down all the you know kind of right. you know, how how contentious things can get on the internet. Uh, unfortunately, so it's not like we these people know who we are. Uh, you know they don't they haven't sat down and asked me you know. What do you think of, you know, the ethics of liberty or something? I had a nice conversation with me. So they they don't know who we are. Um, I only know who they are from their actions that they've done, and I have not been been too impressed. So um, I, it cannot be a true belief of us being the, you know, the bigoted whore because they, they have no idea. They have no information of whether or not we're bigots or not because they've never met us. Right. Yeah, that seems to kind of be the, the trend, like – I don't know. Everybody that I talk to that uh, that thinks that the the you know the Mises caucus is a bunch of I don't know radical right wingers or something infiltrating. Why would the radical right wingers infiltrate a party of libertarians? Uh, like it just sounds like it sounds exhausting. Uh, she's she's gone. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me kick her out of here. We'll see if she, we'll see if she comes <laughs> back. back. Yeah. Um, I I don't remember where I was going, but um, it it's. I don't know. It's t it's so exhausting having these conversations over and over again when it seems like the vast majority of people who believe this type of stuff are just like I was where it's like I hold on she's back. Uh maybe maybe she's here. There she is. Um uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of these people that are afraid of the Mises caucus are just afraid for the same reasons as I whoop, that's not the the right one. Uh hold on. I'll get my shit together. One second. Um, it seems like they're kind of just going off of word of mouth and like a small handful of people keep that know the truth, keep, you know, projecting these things while they're carrying out the same uh, attacks and stuff. And then we've got like 
hordes, uh, to use their terminology, we've got hordes of people, and the, the horde is shrinking, but we've got hordes of people that are just going along because that's what they hear. That's what they've heard about, uh, about the Mises Caucus, and uh, they just go with it without looking into it. Um, Janelle, what's kind of been your perception of the Mises Caucus as an outsider there? Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have seen specific uh, tweets and stuff that I, I honestly really strongly disagree with. Yeah. Um, that being said, I judge people individually. And so I don't judge people as a collective group, um, even if, you know, we shouldn't. So the whole thing is like, oh, well, if you see one thing you don't like from this caucus, well, then you should disassociate with them completely. Well, right. I don't think that's true. <laughs> right. You know, I think I, that everybody needs to be judged individually. And from the people that I've interacted with, um, they've been way more open to hearing my points of view. Um, and they've been way more um, welcoming. Yeah. Um, now the other side might say, that's because they want to get you on their side. Well, well I yes. have a mind of my own. <laughs> they do. <laughs> of course they do. And they, they, their barriers to entry are lower because they're not kicking out people from their caucus who just believe slightly yeah. different autism than you do. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, so what's the what's the next step? Where do we go from here? Um, this is still pretty fresh. Like we said, it just happened on Monday. Um, has anything transpired since Monday as, uh, you know, national weighed in or anything like that? Oh, there's a whole lot. Um, I think the important thing for people who are not in Massachusetts is the LNC has approved their meeting on Sunday, uh, the 23rd, I believe at 730. Uh, double, I'm gonna have to double check that one, that one, but, uh, it is about the Massachusetts matter. So it's much like what, uh, that meeting we had back in June about New Hampshire and the recent one in December about, uh, Delaware. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's important for if you're a national member or even, uh, yeah, if you're a national member, just show up to that meeting and show support for Massachusetts. Uh, we're going to be there to plead our case to the LNC, uh, that we are being, improperly handled here in Massachusetts and that the state committee here is not following their own founding documents uh, and that needs to be rectified. Uh, and also uh, Janelle can speak more to this point because she is also chair of the Worcester LP, uh, what actions they're taking uh, to kind of alleviate the situation. Uh, but uh, the immediate thing at hand is also uh, our special convention. Uh, we're still planning on going forward with that. Nice. So you guys are just going to say, screw you, we're, we're doing it anyway. And then so the plan there, would it be just like, we're going to hold votes and uh, we're going to see how this does and we're going to present that to the LNC and see if they acknowledge it or, or how would that work? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, this won't happen before the LNC's meeting, right? We, uh, we want to do our due diligence and make sure we contact as many of the LAMA, or, uh, the LAMA members as we are, are required to. Yeah. And uh, so that means we'd uh, have uh, 30 days notice, but yeah, that's uh, it's likely going to be a similar situation to Delaware, how uh, we're going to ask the LNC for a proper recognition of the legitimate organization. Gotcha. And I don't remember what your question was to, or your, your point was to Janelle to weigh in, but uh, feel free to go back to that. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Worcester uh, did take, uh, did vote um, to to not recognize the meeting that happened on Monday as a legal meeting. And so they, we, our small affiliate is, intends to go forward as if nothing happened. Okay. Gotcha. I, I, I like it. I think that's the only thing you can do right now other than, uh, you know, insurrection their asses and storm in there. But uh, I don't <laughs> recommend that. Um, and what would you even storm into? They don't hold meetings in, in person. Um, is that, uh, is, was there not was there a reason why they don't hold meetings in person is it because of covid fear or is it just laziness or or what um i think it's convenience um and maybe some covid stuff but i don't think it's covid fear um necessarily because i don't think that they're opposed to meeting in person it's just okay. that people live all over the state um and so Sometimes for some people, it would be like a three hour drive, you know, to go into, say, Boston. Sure. Um, I know for me in Worcester, it would be, you know, an hour and a half drive into Boston if we were going to hold our meetings there. 
you know, for an example. So I think it's more of a convenience to hold it via Zoom. Um, but I don't know. I've never really been given a, a reason why we're on Zoom. I've always known it because I joined up during COVID. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't remember if we covered this or not, but what was their reasoning? Like when they made the announcement that 25% of the party is no longer in the party, what was their justification, their reasoning for it? Was it, you know, we, we have to preserve the, the blah, blah, blah of this party and blah, 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 and we're scared of people or what? Um, they... They made the statement that they were protecting the party, um, that this was aggression, um, that the they even went so far as to say that the formation of the sub-affiliates was um, an aggressive attempt. Um, they Petitions for aggression. As, what an ironic thing for libertarians it, to think, uh, that we're, who spend yeah. 90% of their time <laughs> petitioning um, in the party, but whatever. Continue. Yes, and they also went so far as to say this is fraudulent, that these... Um, members had just signed up just to do this specific thing um because you know a good portion i guess signed up after last convention so their reasoning was since they weren't at our last convention and they signed this petition we're going to going to assume that the only reason that they signed up was to pull this coup but the the word coup that's not that's not illegal. That's not like outside your bylaws, right? Like maybe like if Sarwark got reelected to chair, there might be some people who join who are just like, well, fuck this guy. I'm going to join just to, uh, you know, vote against him. There's nothing there's nothing illegal about that. You're right. Um, but also, I think that, you know, the way the petition is written is that nominations are open from the floor. So it wasn't like we want to recall everyone. And I was on the, the committee. So I know that my seat was up when I signed that document um, and that that was okay with me because I felt like I was, you know, staying true to my principles yeah. um, by signing it um, and that I would not have signed a document that was like, we're just going to recall this board and replace it with who we want. It was nominations are open from the floor. So if they thought they had the votes, why wouldn't they have just gone right. through with the special convention? Right. No, I agree. Um, so, we were talking about like what's happened since then, and we're we're talking about these conventions and stuff. Is there been any new information that's come out or anything? Have they been pretty hush on it? Just like this is our announcement. Ashley leaves to go do her other thing at very coincidental timing, and um, are they just hush? Other than that, just playing it cool or what? Uh, by and large, yes. There's been no official communications. I mean, all of us that were allegedly removed from the party have been removed from the internal Slack channel, which is more most of the communications occurred. Uh, we did uh, receive an email a couple days ago from Ashley Shade uh, containing both her resignation and summarizing the situation. Um, I think Karen and Harlos has a better summary of this statement than I could give here. Um, essentially, uh, she summarizes uh, what, what Janelle just said, including some other ridiculous claims that, uh, that uh, some affiliates were Mises affiliates, which includes at Janelle's own affiliate, which of course she and many of her member, members of her affiliate or that affiliate, the Worcester affiliate, are not Mises members. Yeah. Um, and even if the majority of members are, of an affiliate are Mises members, it doesn't mean it's uh, their affiliate. So, um, but they are keeping quiet on formal channels by and large. But there are some individual state committee members that are uh, poking about on Facebook and other public fora, uh, kind of just given their given their side of things. Um, you know, so, uh, some are keeping quiet, some aren't. Gotcha. And, uh, what are you guys' plans personally? Um, like, uh, do you want, the, I, I guess this isn't quite the same as freaking Delaware. Delaware was like, uh, people getting removed from their positions of office or whatever. And now we're talking about people in positions of office and we're talking about how many, how many officials were there that got removed? Cause let me finish my statement first. Oh, Sorry, I, I'm very ADHD. But uh, the uh, so not it wasn't just people in like three people in positions of office. Sorry, Dave Casey. I know he's in the chat. I uh, don't mean to demean your 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 suffered suffering. I said suffrage. That's not the word. Um, vote however you want, Dave Casey. Uh, but uh, this was just regular uh, normal members in the party, which is absolutely absurd. And 25% of them, I just can't get over that. But uh, I don't remember what my question was initially. If you recall, feel free to answer it. 
Oh, so the, there was um, two state committee members that were removed because we signed the petition. Okay, gotcha. And so, what's uh, what do you what is the best outcome here? What do you guys see happening? Um, I know it's not great to make predictions at this stage, but um, do you guys think that this is gonna go all the way through to Reno before something happens, or do you think uh, it'll be taken care of? Uh, I think it will go through to Reno. Uh, it's likely we will have uh, two delegations going to Reno, and there will be a, a fight much like in Delaware over which delegation gets picked. I feel like Reno is just going to be like – they're going to have to add days to it because we're just going to be spending the entire time putting states back together that have been torn apart by anti-Mises people at this point. But, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fun time for sure. Um, not – uh, not not happy with it, uh, but I guess it's what well, we got. We got to do what we got to do, you know. <laughs> yeah. Back to our point of like, what you know, who would care about the tiny, powerless little Libertarian Party, but Libertarians themselves, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just really passionate about the Libertarian brand and that we should represent ourselves uh, as best as we can, right? We should, uh, you know, uh, embody that that Ron Paulian spirit, uh, you know, the, the true Libertarian spirit, and and carry that forward. So that's why I'm here for the fight. Is you know. We're surrounded by absolute tyranny, and it only gets worse day by day. And the sooner we get over these, you know, petty petty people who like their little social clubs, the better. Yeah. Well, we're pushing an hour. You guys got any any final thoughts? Any? Uh, actually, before we do that, let me ask: What do you guys have any thoughts on, um, like, what people should do? Is there any way that people can help out you guys, help out your party, help out uh, your local caucus and affiliates, and all that? Well, um, you know, if you're in Massachusetts, uh, join, you know, it sounds weird, but join the state party. You know, you cannot change the party unless you get involved. Uh, as a they might let you former, in. <laughs> yeah, as a famous and, and, <laughs> and uh, now disgraced former chair has said, uh, the party belongs to the people who show up, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, just, you know, get involved. And, you know, the there are good people, uh, you know, honest libertarians doing work. Even, you know, of course, uh, inside the Mises Caucus, we have, you know, uh, very opinionated, but outside the Mises Caucus, I've had the pleasure of interacting with Janelle, Charlie, and other other people uh, here in Massachusetts uh, that are honest libertarians and want to uh, make real change. So get involved, uh, join the state party, find your local affiliate. You know, you can uh, contact me uh, if you're in the middle in Middlesex County. Uh, I'm the Middlesex chair. Uh, Jason Brand is the vice chair, and Scott David Gray is our secretary. Um, we have meetings about every other month. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll let Janelle say here spiel in a second about Worcester. Um, but yeah, get involved in the state party, get involved in local affiliates. If you're not in Massachusetts, um, you know, show up and support us on the 23rd at the LNC meeting. Um, and we, we, we'd greatly appreciate it if uh, there was a good turnout at that meeting and uh, in, in expressing support for Massachusetts. Awesome. And Janelle, you got any <laughs> final thoughts or anything? Um, I would just like to reiterate what Brody said, uh, is that, you know, get involved in the party. Um, the party just lost 47 members. And so if you're a passionate libertarian, get involved, get involved in your sub affiliates. Um, and, you know, just, just keep on keeping on. Cause you know, we need to really come together in the end um, to grow the Liberty movement and to be able to actually work together as a party. Um, and that's all I ever wanted to see. So um, I hate that I'm in the middle of this divisiveness, uh, but at the same time, you know, sometimes you have to stick up for yourself and you have to stick up for what you believe in. Um, and that can put you in sticky situations. So that being said is just, you know, join and, and keep doing what you got to do. Right on. And I personally am questioning whether or not either of you guys are uh, libertarians, because I'm pretty sure this is both of your first time being on a podcast, which if you have not been on a podcast or don't have a podcast, I severely question uh, your dedication <laughs> to liberty. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm also more square than Tom Woods, so I'm like the worst wow. libertarian ever. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing what comes out of this. Hopefully, uh, you know, justice is served. Hopefully this stuff goes the way it should. And um, sorry this happened to you, but uh, hang in there. And uh, thank you guys for being here. And we'll see where this goes. Yeah, thank you for your time. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care.
All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here uh, for another episode of Libertarian Party Bullshit, uh, which is uh, unfortunately trending uh, around here lately. It's uh, probably only going to get worse leading up to, I think, March, May, when, whenever the Reno is. But I'll be there in Reno. That's the plan currently. I'll be there, and I'll be covering shit, and I'll be I'd probably exposing some shit as well. But, um, you know, if you're... Like I said earlier, if you're involved in this on the other side, hit me up. Ashley Shade, hit me up if you're interested in coming on and sharing your side. I am not opposed to having anybody on to have a conversation. And I know that you ran uh, campaigns on uh, let's love everybody and talk to everybody. I'm all about it. Come on, let's let's talk about it and uh, see if, uh, if that still holds up. But... Um, yeah, uh, I would love to stop talking about this. I'll stop talking about it when uh, it stops happening. But uh, if you if you're as annoyed by it as I am, you know, figure figure out how to get to Reno and let's uh, let's change some stuff and make make a difference. Be the change you want to see in the Libertarian Party, I suppose you could say. But thank you all for being here. Thanks for being in the live stream and uh, thank you for being in the chats. Chats like share, subscribe, go join the Patreon and all that shit. But uh, that's going to be it for today, guys. Uh, I don't think we're going to have an after party, but uh, thanks for hanging out, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, question everything, stay uncomfortable, and peace. Dun, 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 dun. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Be sure to like and subscribe on your way out and help us change the world one uncomfortable conversation at a time. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, go join the Downers Club at patreon.com forward slash the systems down for bonus episodes of the show every single week. Until next time, please continue to question everything, stay uncomfortable, and I'll talk to you then. Thanks. This has been a Goulash Media Production. Goulashmedia.net. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.